Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am Miss H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Mr. Carrie Doherty. <laughs> and this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it. But we ran out of episodes, so now we're breaking down all 24 episodes of The Golden Palace, which, of course, is a spinoff of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the United States on Hulu. And we know today we're supposed to be releasing our recap of the episode Rosenfern, but we decided to do something a little different instead. We figured Ooh. since we're about halfway through the season, we'd take a little break for a week to talk about which episodes have been our favorite so far. So yeah. we'll also hear from friends of the podcast, Elliot Glazer and Alaska Thunderfuck. But most importantly, we wanted to hear from all of you, our fellow Golden Girls fanatics. So we put out a call for questions and you came through for us like the phone book came through for Sophia when she needed to see over the steering wheel after stealing Rose's car. <laughs> I can't wait to answer some of these hard hitting cues. But first, Carrie. We have so many amazing Golden Palace episodes from the first half of the season, like Rose finally dumping her piece of shit. Man, Miles. God, I hate Miles. And yeah. Blanche falling in love with a gigolo, which I think is very progressive and on brand. Um, and of course, we have the return of Dorothy. Walk away and no one gets hurt. Oh, God, I love that woman. And I'm sure the return of Dorothy is everyone's favorite episode, you know, the two-parter, because like, duh, it's Dorothy. It's real um, when it's a two-parter. It's real. Yeah. So, okay. When it comes to my favorite episode of the season so far, we've only watched up to the Christmas episode. I'm going to say my favorite so far has been Miles, We Hardly Knew Ye, okay? Yeah. One, because of the emotional journey, we've all gone on with Rose and Miles. And I think at the beginning of the podcast, if I'm not mistaken, I liked Miles. And you you always hated him, HL, and you knew I, that Miles was a, was a piece of shit from the jump. I know these things. I know these things. I, I, I really... I thought, I thought, and you know what? Maybe for a while they were a good couple. Like, like when they're slow dancing and she's feeling so insecure because he's like, quote, so much smarter than her. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I thought that he made her feel really special. Um, but then like revealing he's in the witness protection program and dragging her into all that bullshit. Everything's a lie. Everything's been a lie. Everything's and then coming back, like she's finally getting over you and you're coming back, Mr. Samuel Plankmaker. Like, get out of here. And um, using your, your 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 fake name, which I can't really I have no ground to stand on because I use a fake name in my everyday life. But still, Miles uses his fake like witness protection name. And I don't like it. I know. And I have to wonder, like, I forget, is he still no, I guess he's out of the witness protection program now. I don't even think he was ever in the witness protection program, <laughs> frankly. Frankly, I think, uh, he, I think he was in an easy way out of a relationship with Rose. Yeah. And he went and he became an Amish person and did sort of like an amazing race situation. I feel like there are some people who are like, oh, God, they're talking about how much they hate Miles again. We've talked a lot about we've spent yes. the majority what, of our time. Was there any other episodes uh, of the first 12 so far that have stood out to you? Um, well, uh, no, I mean, the I, I just chose the one, Miles, we hardly knew. Um, one, because she obviously, she dumps him, which I loved. Um, it also, that episode for me, it felt like the first episode, you know, we sort of talk about how it was a little rocky at first with the show, for me at least, but it felt like the first episode where the plot wasn't about the hotel business and like the shenanigans yeah. they get up to trying to keep it afloat. It felt like the first true emotional story between two friends, Rose and Blanche. And I love those type of stories. I love, love, love the the emotional character stories. And then it also had so many amazing jokes. Like when they're talking about like her and Miles haven't played cards for a while and Rose is like, if I don't get my deck shuffled soon, I just... It did have a lot of really good jokes. I, I thought it was the first really strong episode of the season. Um, and I think that's why it's really stuck with me. Also, I hate Miles. 
<laughs> Sorry, we're just going to keep saying that, guys. Um, I uh, My two favorite episodes this season, if I had to pick two, and I'm limiting myself to two because I could go on for a while about all of them as we have, and you could just listen to all of the best episodes that we've done to hear all that. But my two are Just a Gigolo. So many great, great jokes in Just a Gigolo. And uh, some thoroughly inappropriate jokes from Sophia, which I always, always love. Um, so there's that. And then also I love the episode that came right after that. Marriage on the Rocks with a Twist. Oh, little Oreos crying in the back. Is Stan covering Oreo? Yeah, Stan's on or- little Oreo duty tonight. I thought she, yeah, she Stan was asleep. She woke up. Stan can help. Stan can handle it. Between the hot, the the baked potato thing that he's working on and Oreo, he's going to be sporny. Yep, mm-hmm. sporny. Yeah. Um. No. So, and I loved uh the marriage on a twist or the marriage on the rocks with a twist episode where you had the the radio host come and like all the mayhem and even though it was very like not appropriate <laughs> some of the jokes that they had, I thought the writing was really strong and I loved blanche in that episode and how blanche reacted to the stuff around her like it was just so it was so perfect so much so much of this well i can't i always want to say there's one girl that like stands out to me but they're they're all amazing they're all amazing every time i think that i'm like no no no. but then there's this no so they're all amazing i can't do that yeah i mean the women are exceptionally funny um in the first half of this season that we've watched so far and I know I told you I've already watched ahead. I've watched every single one. And um, yeah, they're just. I'm kind of relishing and not. I'm kind of loving, like, because one of the things that I have taken from this, the response that we've gotten from fans of the podcast and what they've been saying to us is that they at first, and you'll hear this in some of the questions and in comments, that they at first didn't really enjoy the Golden Palace. They didn't think they'd it. But in doing, in rewatching the Golden Palace or watching the Golden Palace with us, they're learning and they're having a new appreciation for the golden palace and it actually makes it more fun. And maybe they're seeing things that they didn't quite see because they were just watching it on surface level stuff. And like, we're giving them some different takes and insights and stuff. So I really love that, that the community is coming together to be like, you know what, in light of everything that's happened this past year with Betty White's passing and golden palace coming on Hulu and all of that, it's just sort of like, we need to look at this with different eyes and and be really appreciative of this gift that we have. Yeah, I think that's a really nice sentiment. I feel like for a lot of people, it's like, you know, it's like when you're, I don't know, I can't, I, it's because it, there was no B. Arthur, right? So it's like when you're, yeah. it's like when your parents get divorced and then one of your parents gets remarried and you're like, no matter how nice that person is, you're like, you're oh. not my dad. And you're never going to be my mom, Suzanne Summers. Exactly. And so I feel like, everybody because there was no b arthur it, pe- like people didn't want to like it because everybody was so upset that the show was going on without her in a way and mm-hmm. and you're right i think with some time i think especially with betty white's passing and and now the fact that there is a community like there's social media and like golden mm-hmm. girls fans are able to connect in a different way that um, yeah, the show's found a new life, and I do think a lot of people are appreciating it this time around. And yeah, that makes me happy too. Makes me so 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 happy. Yeah. So we also everybody wanted to check in mm-hmm. with two of our friends and recurring guest stars on Out on the Lanai about their favorite episodes of the Golden Palace thus far. Uh, so here are Elliot Glazer and Alaska Thunderfuck weighing in. On which episodes made them happier than when Blanche had her first kiss in the shower? <laughs> Let's start with Elliot. Hey, it's Elliot. It's Elliot Glazer. I would have to say that, of course, my favorite episode, and this might be a little on the nose, is B. Arthur returning for the two-parter where she's returned to take Sophia home. Because mm-hmm. honestly, like, yeah, I would too. That all being said... What could be more bittersweet than just watching the four gals reconnect and, and just it's it's a bittersweet reminder of the chemistry that we are missing. You know, obviously the show is, I think Alan and Carrie would agree with me, uh, is as is better on a second watch, you know, uh, and defies expectation. But the way B. Arthur tussles with <laughs> that restaurant patron, the way B says have a nice day. The way she says the word pulse 
oh, what could be better? Well, I, an eighth season of The Golden Girls. That's what could be better. I hope Elliot wasn't driving while doing that. Didn't it sound like he was maybe turning on his blinkers or something? Maybe a little bit. I also love at the beginning of the clip, he said, hi, it's Elliot, Elliot Glazer. Like, who else is it going to be? <laughs> Oh, we love Elliot so I much. And you, Elliot, Elliot will be with me at Golden Girls Con, you guys. So if you're there, definitely come say hello to us because he and I will be together all weekend. Okay, let's hear from Miss Thunderfuck officially. That's what you have to call her now, Miss Thunderfuck, not Alaska anymore. I'm joking. So, <laughs> hi, my name's Alaska. Um, I used to hate the Golden Palace. Now I like it. Um, <laughs> but, oh my gosh. There's actually a lot of really fun episodes. I mean, once they find their footing, I feel like it's a little awkward at first and, like, when the season first starts out and they're really trying to figure out, like, especially how Oliver, the little boy, fits into the whole dynamic. Mm -hmm. But once they find their footing, there's some really good stuff. I mean, there's that... There's that comedy duo radio show that like pull a prank on Rose and then she flips it and turns it on Sophia. Like they're really, really funny. Um, then there's the one with where Blanche is like dating a gigolo. And I mean, that's very progressive <laughs> for its time. And speaking of progressive, the episode I want to shout out is called Camp Town Races Aren't Nearly As as Much Fun or something like that. Um, because they were talking about the Confederate flag and, like, what that means as a symbol. And, like, these are literally conversations that we are still having. And they were doing it uh, 30 years ago. So... It's a big deal and it's a big turning point because, I mean, it's always been a little like problematic to me that Blanche Devereaux is like, I'm in the Daughters of the Confederacy and I want to be in the, in the, you know, this group that celebrates the Confederacy. And like, that's always a little like, uh, okay, uh, a little like troublesome, but she comes to terms with, um, her Southern heritage, her past, and she really reaches a turning point. She's she's like, y'all are kind of bigots. Y'all are kind of fucked up. I don't like you guys. <laughs> and that's a big deal. So um, uh, I want to shout out that episode, even though obviously the episodes where Dorothy visits are the best ones. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for covering the Golden Palace. We love it. Bye. Oh my god. And conversely, I think that Alaska was um in bed while recording. <laughs> oh, oh, Elliot's driving and Alaska's in bed, which and and those are not her initials for the record. Obviously. <laughs> well, yes, they're Blanche Elizabeth Devereaux's initials. Um those so are, true. That episode, yeah. I mean, the episode that Alaska highlighted was such an important episode and if you guys want to go back and Listen to that because I think both Carrie and I can, I think I can say for both of us that we're very proud of that episode and, uh, and, and I'm proud of the Golden Palace for covering it. I think it was a really important moment that somehow got overlooked when it aired and hopefully this new rewatch people will watch it and have some thoughts. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we take a little break? And then come back to answer all these amazing fan questions. Yes, let's do it. Oh my God, we'll be right back. And we're back. Back, back, back again. Thank you all so much. We put out a call. You all answered. Um, we got so many amazing um, questions from you. Uh, we don't have time to get to them all because, as you all know, I have a little Oreo who wakes me up very, very early. Um, so we did select some at random. Um, we're going to get through a good amount of questions, um, but I don't think we'll be able to answer them all. But we did read them, and we love you all for sending them. 
Um, yeah. H. Allen, would you like to read the first question? Who's it from? Sure. It's from Kelly Marie, frequent listener. Actually, she's a, she's a relatively new listener, I believe, um, which is very exciting. So thank you for joining the party whenever Yay, you do. Kelly. Hi, Callie. So if you and Carrie, this is her question, if you and Carrie were employees at the Golden Palace, what would your jobs and roles uh, be with the characters at current time of the 90s, pre-Stan and Michael? So <laughs> so, so we would be single and available and working. Well, and 10 in, years old. <laughs> and we would be, well, yes. If, let's just assume that we were of legal age to work uh, at, this, at this. What position would you have? So I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be, if it's the current time of the 90s, pre-Stan, I'm 10 years old in 1992. Um, so so you're, me, a little, you're a little kid. Yeah. You're a friend. Mm -hmm. So for me, this would be a summer job. This would be something where like my parents dropped me off in the summertime. It's kind of like camp, except I work. Um, I think I would be cooking in the kitchen with Sophia and Chewy because I do love to cook, but also I'm 10. So I probably want to be also doing anything by the pool. So that it, I used to love skimming the pool when I was a little kid mm. because oh, wow. I would I would just be able to be by the pool. And I loved the smell of like chlorinated pool water. Um, <laughs> I 100% would have had a crush on Oliver because he would have been my age, maybe like oh. a year older. Um, so would have had a crush on that kid. So that's what I would have been doing. I would have been in the kitchen by the pool and like writing in my diary about how cute I thought Oliver was and how like today he walked past me and like his arm brushed my arm or something. Well, I'm going to do the one thing that I never do in my real life. And I'm going to pretend I was older. Um, and, <laughs> that, and that I was of legal age. Uh, and what I, Honestly, I think the idea of working in a hotel is so fun. I think it is such a fun idea. I love the whole, I love hotels. I love, love, love hotels. And I would probably be, what do they call, what do you call that person who like tells you things happening in the neighborhood that you can do like restaurants and like a concierge? Mm -hmm. the concierge? Yeah, I would be the concierge. I would, I would be the person who would be like, you know what you need to do. You need to go to this restaurant or this bar. And I would even do it because it's the early 90s, okay? So, like, the queer rights is not necessarily a thing. Every person who seems to be a part of my persuasion, I would suggest for them to go to the local gay bar. And then I would look at their faces when they return back to the hotel. And if they're angry, I know I was wrong and they're not actually gay. And... <laughs> <laughs> and if they're really happy, I'm going to be like, told you, I told you, I told you. You would be really good at that job. That's actually the perfect yeah. position for you. Right. I think it's a great position for me because I'm, I am, I am social, even though I am kind of like a, like a, I don't, I don't do public things often, but like I am, I, when it's a job and it's a thing and I need to, I'm in a position of telling, giving people suggestions. I'm very good at that. Yeah. I agree. Kelly, that was a yeah. great question. That sparked real good. That sparked some real good conversation. That was um, a great question. Okay. So next, I think we have an audio question from Dante. Ooh, ooh, yes. Let's, let's play Dante's. Here we go. Let's say we had a golden palace of this, you know, era. You guys were the producers, director, and you were developing it. Who would you cast to play the girls? But the spin to it is they have to be men. Don't have to be gay, but we need four actors. Say that oh. Dorothy came back to Golden Palace. And also, which female do you think is gay enough, queer enough, you know, loud, bubbly, who could probably play Chewie and Ronald? So mm. that's my question. Give us four, you know, gay male actors who would play Blanche, Sophia, Dorothy, and Rose. And also two women who would play Chewie and Ronald. So that's mm. my question. And keep doing an awesome job. I love you guys so much. You guys Aww. get me through working out and a lot of different things. Every day I listen since the Golden Girls days, way back when we go back. So Aww. love you guys. Peace. That's an international comment, too. I, I believe Dante's in Amsterdam. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Dante, thank you. Yeah, we love you, too. Thank you so much for listening. Comments. Wow. What a great... Yeah. I haven't... Oh, man. I got to think about this. I wish I had like prepared I, for these questions. One person... This popped in my head immediately uh, of a male person that could that could be in the Golden Palace. I think Sean Hayes. I think Sean Hayes would be a great great actor for a, a Golden Palace sort of like reboot, if you will, of you know, one of them. I think he would probably play the part of like the character that's based on Rose. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. I, I, I oh. also mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. No, I'm 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 soaking it in because Sean Hayes is a really good does a lot of really good physical comedy. Yeah. So I was like thinking maybe Blanche, but oh, oh I don't know. See, mm. I was thinking for Blanche's character, who's the actor that was oh god, I'm blinking on his name. He followed everyone on Twitter and he Tay was Diggs. in Hey Diggs, thank you. Oh my God, I love that you knew it from that. Yes. Well, I know that because Tay Diggs started following me on Twitter in I like 2011. I think Tay Diggs would be a great Blanche. Oh, Tay Diggs, yeah. Because he's so like smoldering, but he also gets comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like I think mm-hmm. I think he would do. I think he would be a great Blanche. Now for Dorothy. If I'm really like, if I'm being really honest, I would do Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry is Dorothy. I would cast John Turturro. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, and then I think for Sophia. Mm, oh, it's, there's only one person. There literally is only one person that could play who? Sophia. Danny DeVito. Oh my God. Oh yes. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say Kevin Hart. Danny DeVito is good. Um, Oh my gosh, these are so good. I, right? you know what? I would like to see Randall Park play Rose because I think Randall Park could Who's do Park? the sort of sweet from uh, Randall Park's from Fresh Off the Boat. He's really funny writer oh, yes, and an actor. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. I think I think Randall Park would do would make a really good Rose. I think he yeah. would be do play that sweet naivete, but then could also do like Rose's like really competitive side. Well, mm-hmm. um, and then, Oh boy, for Chewy. I was going to go in the direction of either. Um, oh, who's the actress from, uh, from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Bornstein. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Bornstein. Bornstein. I think, I think she could do a good sort of chewy or even a Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox, a hundred percent. I could also see a Debbie Mazur. I could see mm. um, a Rosie Perez. Um, oh my God. I would, both of those actresses need to be on television more. Mm-hmm. I fully, I fully believe and that. And then for Roland. Ooh, who oh, would I play think, Roland? I think Laverne Cox could actually play Roland. Laverne <laughs> Cox was, could also play Roland. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's say Laverne Cox is Roland. I love this casting that we're putting together. Yes, I think we just did this reboot. Who do we call? Mark Sotkin. I know. Talk to Mark Sotkin at Golden Con. See if we can make this happen. Thank you, Dante. That was. I'm gonna pitch him. Yeah. Yeah, these are great um, questions. Keep them coming. You want right. to read the next question from yes, Fluffy Lincoln? I will from Fluffy Lincoln. I uh, Fluffy Lincoln says, I watched Golden Palace during its original run, but I couldn't recall any episodes. And yeah, join the club. I just remember it being underwhelming. Watching it now, I feel the same way. Until I listen to the podcast and you convince me then it's better than I thought it was. That is truly a skill. Thank you. Also, a random question. How do you think Dorothy, Sophia, and Stan ended up in Miami? That is a great question. That really now, is a great question. So I I never knew if Stan, Stan was in Miami with Sophia and Dorothy. Like, I don't know if they ever explained it on the show, but I always imagined that, like, that Dorothy, Stan, and Sophia, I always imagined Dorothy, Stan, and Sophia were in Brooklyn, right? And then- yeah. And then Dorothy found out he was cheating. So she and Sophia, she was like, that's it, Ma, we're moving away. They're going to get far away from Brooklyn, go somewhere warm and sunny where a lot of people their age flock to, which is Florida. And then yeah. I imagine that Stan then, when he met Chrissy, moved to Hawaii. So I... Oh, see, I imagine something else fully different from that. I mm-hmm. don't think Stan chased Dorothy and Sophia, if you will, to Miami. Um, oh, I don't I, think he did either. But I but, but I also don't, I also think that it was more of like a oh. motive behind Stan moving there like it was a job thing or Chrissy was based there and he said he because he could work anywhere he convinced Dorothy to move to Miami with Sophia they put obviously Sophia in a home and in Shady Pines of course because he comes back yeah I think flying from he's not flying from Hawaii every week 
No, I think I think he's based there. I think he moved Dorothy and Sophia to Miami. I think it was all I mean, this obviously I don't believe it was ever brought up on the show how they got there. But I I do think that Stan had a motive in bringing Dorothy and Sophia to Miami. And I think the motive was Chrissy. And I think that that's where everything because I mean, I feel like planes or airlines are based in Miami. That's a thing, right? Well, yeah, when you're at least when my roommate was a flight attendant, she had like a home base, like her home yeah. base airport was like Newark. Um, yeah. Interesting. Oh, man, this yeah. is like these questions are like, I'd never thought of that. What did bring them all there? I know, right? It's so interesting. Oh. I love it. I love our listeners. Thank They're you. so fluffy fun. Lincoln. That's a great one. Okay. We have a comment from Aaron. And actually, I love this comment because there are, even though he, Aaron says that I am a rare unicorn, a 45-year-old cis hetero male who is obsessed with the Golden Girls for over 30 years. Well, Aaron, I have, I mean, yes, you are rare. It is rare to find that many straight men who will be an adamant Golden Girls fan. However, you are not alone in this. I know this for a fact because it's, it's like straight men slide into my DMs to tell me. I love the Golden Girls. <laughs> I love and, that. There is one very, very not he's he's famous uh fan of the Golden Girls, RJ City. He's like a big wrestler and he loves, he loves, loves, loves the Golden Girls, particularly Dorothy B. Arthur. So I will say that. Um, but he says his favorite early seasons were shrimp and because he's a priest, isn't he? Uh, and his favorite late season is a, one of Carrie's favorite episodes as well, the case of the Libertine Bell. Honorable mention goes to Dorothy singing at the Rusty Anchor because we all need to hear the singing. What um, do I do? He doesn't have a question for us, but he is also one of those people who he could barely get through the season of the Golden Palace initially. But then because of our rewatch, he's actually starting to enjoy it and come around to the greatness of the Golden Palace, which I think is wonderful. Yeah, I, I'm so happy to keep hearing um, Golden Girls fans say this. And Aaron, you're, uh, it's so funny. You, you pick out two early episodes as your favorites, which Shrimp, we all know, is a little romance. Yeah. And he's a priest, isn't he? Forgive me, Father. Those are like my two favorite early episodes. And those are the two moment, those the two lines that stand out the mm -hmm. most for me in those episodes. So Aaron... We are soulmates, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I, I appreciate you very much, Aaron. Do you want to read Timmy's question? Yes, Timmy from Australia. Holy moly. I can't believe we have we have um, podcast listeners in Australia. This is really exciting. Timmy, I almost moved to Melbourne for um, no, like a bunch of years ago, but I didn't because I didn't have anybody to watch my dog. But I almost moved there. <laughs> Um, I had job interviews lined up and everything. I have friends that live there. Um, oh so God. Timmy from Australia wants to know, do you think B. Arthur watched the golden palace? Nope. Not even her episode. I do not believe she watched an episode of the golden palace, but I also don't think she ever watched herself on TV. So, yeah, I, I know actors who will watch their stuff. I know actors who won't watch their stuff. I know actors who will watch some things, but not all things. I know actors who will watch something once and then never again. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could see B. Arthur being the type of person who doesn't watch herself. Um, but I don't – because B. Arthur was only in those two episodes, I, I if B. Arthur were flipping – the channels and she stumbled upon the golden palace. Do I think she would stop and watch the rest of the episode yeah. or at least until the next commercial break? Absolutely. Did she seek it out? Like she did with jeopardy or wheel of fortune every night. Like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and pour myself a vodka on the rocks and watch my television stories. No. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I like to think that she was still, really supportive of the other women and the writers and the crew and everybody. So, you know, I can see, I can see her at the house having like a vodka soda or something barefoot walking through, turning the television on when the golden palace is on. And then her commenting to whatever guest she had over at the time, you know, for the ratings. Okay. Let's go eat. Like <laughs> if she was a Nielsen household. Sure. Yes. You can't. 
I hope she was. You have to be a Nielsen household. Oh, if B. Arthur were a Nielsen household. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really funny to imagine. Um, Um, Minutes, I bet. Um, Should we do Vanessa's question? Yes. That's an audio. Let's go, Vanessa. Hey, guys. It's Vanessa. Um, This is sort of the question I've been asking myself. How is the Golden Palace... um, so much worse than the Golden <laughs> Girls, and yet the jokes are like almost just turned all the way up. Like mm. they really ramped up the sort of like savageness of everyone's jokes and everyone's characters, and like just pushed the dial, or you know the expression, <laughs> pushed pushed the envelope yeah. on all three of the girls' personalities. Mm. Um, And that makes me feel like, okay, wow, like they really get it. Uh, But then so much more of the other time, I'm like, no, no, they don't. (laughs) Yeah, I I get that. I get that. I get that um, sentiment, I should say. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. Yeah. Hey, Vanessa. Hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think um, I think for some people, again, it's like not having B. Arthur. Um, it just it's not the same magic that, that people expected. I think jokes wise, you know, they were on a different network. So, you know, there could have been different expectations from the network where they were like, if you, you know, if you guys want to be raunchier with your jokes or, yeah. you know, if you just want to push it a little bit, just go for it, just go for it. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's entirely a possibility. Um, I also but feel yeah. like CBS because it was on CBS. I feel like CBS at the time was kind of playing catch up with NBC in a lot of ways because NBC had had, it wasn't quite must-see TV yet because the Cosby show was on, of course, but well, it had just ended, I guess. But you you had the Golden Girls, which was on for a long time. Empty Nest was still on the air. Like, it was a strong, it was strong. It was still kind of maybe in the weeds those few years before Seinfeld and Friends came in and really exploded things. But, like, it's still, CBS, I think, was maybe playing catch-up, only having the last season of Designing Women. Murphy Brown was on the network. Like, they weren't crazy huge. Uh, Evening Shade, I guess, was big at the time. But like, so I could see CBS being like, do something to set yourself apart. Try to do something to like make things raunchier, quicker. And I think in a way we see the characters because I've noticed that you see Rose take being more assertive. You see Blanche being more slapsticky. You see there are different elements of the characters that weren't necessarily a part of every episode of the Golden Girls. And so I kind of enjoy it. I kind of like seeing the characters go into sort of a, a dialed up, if you will, as she said, direction, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a nice thing to see, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Vanessa. I want, I want you to read this next question because it involves one of your favorite series. Okay. Yes. I saw Uh foodie HC wrote to us. Rewatching it now reminds me of Saved by the Bell, the college years. They tried to keep the momentum despite missing core cast while still kind of funny, never really recaptured the magic. Mm. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's actually a really good comparison um, where they had some of the cast go on to the college years and then they added new characters, new peers. And it was, it just wasn't the same. And I, I think it's like, you know, when you do get spinoffs, you know, you're, it's a spinoff. Not everybody is spinning off from, you know, you're, you're getting new characters and, and I think just some people have a hard time adjusting where, the, you know, you spend all these years getting to know these characters and and falling in love with them and their relationships with each other. And then when you take them out of that element and move them someplace new and now they're meeting new people, you're almost like, oh, you're cheating on Dorothy with Chewie, you know, because they're, they're forming new relationships. It really is like a... It's it's like a weirdly emotional like experience to go through. I think seeing yeah, you know, when you love a show that much, to see to experience a spinoff. I guess. 
I really enjoyed Saved by the Bell, the college years, I have to admit. I watched <laughs> it, but it was like, I was It wasn't like, the eh. same, yeah. but it was, it, it was, you know, something. I don't know. I enjoyed yeah. it. There's, I enjoy a good spinoff. I, still, I like seeing where things go. And then they can be real train wrecks sometimes, mm-hmm. too. Um, so we have a question from Virgil, 5896. Uh, and I... I, this is similar to Vanessa's question, actually. Is it just me, or does Estelle Getty seem different from the original series? She seems more slapstick. I think of all the characters, I get that too. Estelle is markedly different, I think, in um, in the Golden Palace. Just because, I don't know, there's something about... She doesn't have as many lines. Also, I'll, I, I do notice that. She is not doing big scenes as much as she was in the Golden Girls. I think that perhaps might have been something with her health or some dur- I don't know what it was but she was not doing as many as big scenes as she was in the golden girls and and I also think slapstick is sort of a great she's great for that she's great you know relief in a scene for something wild and crazy and silly and funny so having a small bit where it's essentially a scene between Rose and Roland and have Sophia come in and sit on Roland's lap and say two lines and then leave the scene is a really great use of an actress who everyone knows and loves and can deliver a line and then leave real quickly, you know? Yeah. I I do think in the golden palace, sometimes her jokes and bits can be a little bit more broad. Um, But yeah, we haven't seen yet on the golden palace, like a real kind of serious or dramatic deeper side of Sophia, like the episode where Phil passes away. And, you know, we haven't like, you know, when she's really upset and going to bat for Dorothy during, you know, the chronic fatigue syndrome episodes. um, Even in the finale, in the last episode where she's having those real hard moments of deciding to stay with the girls instead of going with Dorothy. Those were some big big scenes where she takes the photograph and says, you know, my babies or something like it's, it's, she had real meaty scenes, even in the last episode. But, but I think too, though, overall the golden palace, you know, well, I mean, we did get to see Sophia be kind of sweet and tender when Dorothy returned. Like I love the hug that they shared and the pussycat. And then she ran to the wrong woman. It was so funny, but, (laughs) but I think overall, um, you know, at least so far the episodes that we've watched in the golden palace were not, we're not seeing those real deeply emotional episodes like when big daddy died and you know they're tonally the show is lighter and so therefore i think you know just inherently the the actors you know scenes their dialogue everything is is also a little bit lighter because they're not going as serious i think as um, the golden pa- or the golden girls did with with some of the yeah. emotional stuff, like really poignant stuff. Um, yeah. So I think you I know, yeah, yeah. I get that. I respect mm-hmm. it. I think yeah, this is it's just a different place for Sophia. Mm-hmm. And also, the the one character, the one sort of thing, even though the Golden Girls universe literally ends at the end of the Golden Palace. Estelle Getty and the character of Sophia Petrillo goes on to guest star in the John Larroquette show in Empty Nest in in Nurses in so many NBC shows. I think she even holds a record for playing the same character on the most shows or something like she went on from this and, and for years until she retired playing Estelle or playing Sophia Petrillo, which I think is uh, something something to say mm-hmm. for that and that character yeah. it really fit in everywhere she was an amazing character who could bounce between sitcoms um so okay our last bit of audio is from paul golden geek longtime listener of out on the lanai and he has one of my favorite accents i'm sorry i just had to say that here we go here's paul hey hey challen hey kerry uh, this is Paul uh, messaging from sunny Manchester, England. And I apologize if I sound a little groggy. I'm just waking up. But so my beautiful. question for you is yeah. this. <laughs> if a character from the Golden Girls came to the Golden Palace for a stay, who would you want to see check in? Mm. And I'm talking like a guest character from the Golden Girls. So mine would be Barbara Thorndike, just because the girls could make her stay there as hellish as possible. Spitting in her food, ground glass in the bedsheets. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit sadistic. <laughs> but um, 
let's face it, Barbara Thorndyke deserves a lot worse. So, yeah, um, who would your character be? Let me know. Stay golden. Bye. Paul, 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 we love you so much. Oh, Paul from Manchester. Oh, gosh. I I almost want to listen to that again. We will not. I'll send you the audio. We will not make fun of your accent because I love it. But we will not try to impersonate. Why would anybody? I just did. Because we were were just being like, Paul, Paul, Paul. And it's like, that is kind of making fun of it. Which we're not. We're not. We love it so much. It turns me on. I, I would like for Paul to record my outgoing voicemail. <laughs> well, can I just tell you, this is totally off topic, but I just interviewed um, Yardley Smith for uh, yes. for the Party Club podcast that I do. And Explain to the Lisa people Simpson. who don't know who Yardley Smith is. Lisa, she, she's the voice actor for Lisa Simpson. Right. And I, my first question to her was, people must ask you to do the Lisa Simpson voice all the time. And then she did it for me and said my name. And all I want to do is make it my voicemail. That's amazing. You should. You absolutely should. Um, Paul, and you can listen to that today, actually. It's out today. It comes oh, out today. Hey, that's exciting. Listen to that. Uh, Paul, that was that was a really fun question. Um, hey, Challen, who would you like to see stay at oh, the Golden I knew House? immediately. I knew immediately. 1,000%. No doubt. No questions. I want to see Jake come visit Blanche and be like, I've missed you. And have that moment of romance. I want that. I also would like a Michael visit, but that's purely for selfish reasons. Yeah. Oh, you would like to see. You would like to see something happen where, like, Michael and Roland have to share a room. That's exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yes, I didn't want to go down that road and be filthy, but yes, that is exactly what I'm getting at. Thank you. Um, I think I would like to see Aunt Angela stay at the hotel because she would be in the kitchen telling Sophia how to cook and do her job. And I think Sophia would do things like put phenomints on her pillow. And (laughs) I think we would just get that amazing dynamic back between the two of them where, Mm. um, yeah, like Aunt Angela would bring her goat and they would have to let a goat stay in the room and the goat would like eat things and like shit in the pool. Yeah. Um, and then and then she would try to kick her out and she would bring Uncle Angelo back with her. Oh my God, this is a mess. Um, yeah, I would love to see Aunt Angela stay at the Golden <laughs> Palace. I think she would be a fun, a fun guest. Totally. Do you want to read our last question from Sheila? Yes. Um, Sheila said, oh, this is a great question to end on. Sheila writes, for a reason. mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) What will you do with the podcast after you finish watching the golden palace? Do one on random sitcom episodes that you love. Well, I love that idea. It is really fun. Um, Sheila H. Allen and I have been talking and there, there is a television show. We've kind of been, playing around with the idea of covering, but, and this would be after the Golden Palace, but you will all just have to stay subscribed to the podcast to find out what our next adventure will be. Anticipation. It's Carly Simon's song. It's a great song. Um, That's right. But I do love Sheila's idea of doing a random sort of sitcom episodes because there are so many, I feel like you and I, continue like often reference random television shows that we're both obsessed with and it would be interesting to do a deep dive into sort of that episode of the office that episode of saved by the bell that episode of punky brewster like those moments that like when you brought punky brewster the on a few episodes back and i had no idea what you were talking about like that is an interesting thing for me to know and learn from mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah absolutely well, that was so much fun. We have to thank you guys so much for sending in all your amazing comments and questions. We love you all so much. And we're so glad that Hulu put the Golden Palace on uh, Hulu to, to allow us to even continue doing this. You know what I mean? Because we, we we were kind of in a bit of a break because we had finished all the Golden Girls and we're just kind of doing special episodes. But, you know, this this is a really nice moment to be back with all of you. And, and we're so 
so grateful. Yeah, we're so grateful and so thankful. And th- yes, thank you all for um, sending in your wonderful questions. Those were those were really, really great. And uh, I think we're going to take a quick little break and then come back with some GTs, golden takeaways. Yeah, yeah. GTs. <laughs> You're like Ricky Gervais. Let's get some GTs up in here. He didn't say that, but I imagine he puts acronyms on everything. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> So we're back. Now y'all know what a golden takeaway is. It's a moment of truth or inspiration you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Would you like to go first, Carrie? Yes. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know we were doing golden takeaways today, so I didn't prepare one. But I Would will say, I no, that's okay. So I think my golden takeaway um, is inspired by Paul from Manchester. I've... <laughs> Golden Geek, follow him on Instagram, Golden Geek. Well, I will now. Um, I have been to England one time. Mm. I was there. um, I was actually, I started off in, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Are you supposed to call it Edinburgh? Edinburgh? Uh, You're like not supposed to say the G. Edinburgh. Thank you. I was in Scotland. I was actually my my ex-boyfriend, used to tour with a, a British magician named Darren Brown. And I was yeah. there um, to see Darren's shows and have dinner and do all these lovely things. And we drove from Edinburgh to Birmingham. Yeah. And it was the be- most beautiful countryside drive. And I sat mm. in the back of a car looking at these like rolling pastures with sheep. And it was the most beautiful beautiful drive I've ever been on. It was, I don't know. I feel like it was like a couple hours. I don't really remember, but, um, and I'd like to go back. So I thank you, Paul. I I have been to Paul's hometown of Manchester. I don't know if he's from Manchester, but you have to say Manchester, Manchester. And I'll say I have, I, so I, I used to go to the UK often to tour for comedy and stuff. And I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, I'm just kidding. No, that's awesome. That's so cool. Oprah Oprah said this one thing once where she was like, um, she talked about meeting or doing something with uh, Nelson Mandela. And she's like, that's not me bragging. It's just my life. So whenever I hear brag, I always think it's just my life. Yeah, I um, I think that's awesome. (laughs) And so I was, yeah, so I would tour there a lot and I I would go all over. And I, I have to admit, I mean, yes, the countryside is gorgeous and i love uk culture and i'm just i'm so one of those people that i just love everything you know uk and british stuff but i never really had a lot of fun partying outside of london in any other cities except for manchester manchester is such a fun city so interesting and the architecture i think because of like the bombing during world war ii or something you walk around the city and so much of it is very, very new buildings mixed in with very, very old buildings. And it's gorgeous to walk through because it's such this mix of, and it's so diverse and it's so multicultural and, and amazing, amazing Indian food. And it's just like one of those cities where you're just like, it just feels alive. You know what I mean? Really sort of dirty alive. Like it's fun alive. Like it's working class, awesome people. I remember singing in a Burger King at like 2 a.m. in Manchester or McDonald's or whatever it is. Amazing. Paul's listening, going, Oh my gosh, that was you. I was there. (laughs) Well, hope we didn't see what happened after that. Um, so my golden takeaway from and I'll be in England this summer too. I'll for I'll be going in July for England and France. Yeah. Um, but my if COVID lets me, uh, my golden takeaway from this episode is that it is Easter Passover week, if you will, starting of Passover and Easter is this weekend, right? Yes, Easter so. is Sunday. Yeah, and so for all of my golden Jews out there, I wrote a really fun Golden Girls inspired um, Haggadah that is part of the Passover Seder. And if you would like to, you can go to um, Hag- I, can't, I never say this website's name right, Hagadot.com. Let me just make sure I'm having that correctly, actually. Uh, um, yes, Hagadot.com. Thank you. I am correct. And and you can go there and you can download the Golden Girls um, Haggadah-inspired Passover Seder moment. And it's a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun to write and get all these Golden Girls references in there. And I feel like I did B. Arthur and Estelle Getty, two very proud Jews, proud 
in writing this Golden Girls um, Passover moment. So go get it. Go and have a wonderful holiday, too, both Easter and Passover or whatever you celebrate. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that you did that. Yeah, it was lots of fun. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, everybody. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. This is the moment because we are we're so recording this at 8.30 at night and it I'm for a new so mommy tired. that is – it's, it's after so, midnight for me. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week when we actually finally watch Rose and Fern. Miles comes back. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I'm not, I need to, I need Ativan. I need a drug to calm me down or a drink. Maybe I will do that. Um, Guys, thanks so much for listening. Now remember that we are a part of the hoo-ha-ha family. So you can go download the, uh, the hoo-ha-ha app and listen to the podcast on the hoo-ha-ha app, or you can uh, also get it on your Apple TV devices and listen to us there and follow us everywhere on the social medias on Twitter. We are golden girls pod on Instagram. We are out of the Lanai official on Facebook. We are golden girls pod. And I, yes, your dear co-host, is H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And everybody, please rate and review us wherever you get this podcast because the more ratings we get, the more this show will get bumped up and the more people will discover it and the more Golden Girls fans will discover more Golden Girls fans. Like our dear Paul. Hey, H. Allen. Hey, Kerry. <laughs> hey, H. Allen. Oh, I, would, I just want like... Paul, I would love for if if anybody. Hey, hey, Helen. hey Perry. <laughs> it's just it so friendly. Now you have to follow okay. it up with B. Oh yeah. Oh, that I'm. Oh, I have to go back to that. That takes too much. I have to okay. switch boards. Now. I'll just do it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, where were okay, we? Guys. Oh yes, we were yeah, about to tell remember. everybody. Stay golden. <laughs> Hey, hey, Challen. Hey, Kerry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Only 